Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Emily Green, otherwise known as Emily the Medium. This show is a space where I'll share my teachings around life after death, the soul, intuition, developing psychic abilities, and so much more. Together, we will expand our minds beyond what is widely accepted as truth and start to see the mind, body, and soul from a completely different perspective. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're having a beautiful day wherever you are in time and space. I'm so happy to be back here with you. Can't wait to chat with you today. I have a really powerful episode in mind for you, and it's something that has been on my mind for quite a while, actually, and I've just been waiting for all the pieces to come together in terms of how I wanted to speak about this topic, so we will get into that together. But before we get there, I just wanted to do a little check-in about a couple of things I just came off of a week off, 10 days off of social media, of being on screens, and also taking a little break from readings, and it's been so wonderful. It feels so nice, and I've really committed over the last six months or so to really make sure that I'm scheduling myself off for a week every two months kind of thing. So every two months, I'll take a week off just to, you know, recalibrate because let's be honest, it is very interesting to be a highly sensitive person, empath, psychic being on this planet right now. Oh my goodness. So I just wanted to send a special little shout out to anybody who is experiencing any kind of psychic exhaustion. I feel you so hard and just really empowering you into the possibility that you can really recharge and take the time and the space that you need to take. And maybe it's not even time and space away from social media for you. Maybe that feels really energizing for you right now, right? I think it's just for super sensitive people, we're just having to be more discerning than ever around, am I getting energized by this or am I being depleted by this, right? It's really just constantly checking in with yourself and just kind of going, okay, is this energizing me? Is this not energizing me? Am I becoming grossly depleted by this thing or this person or this, you know, type of media or whatever the case may be. And I think that's just kind of a good lesson in general. We can bring that macro to, is this relationship energizing me or is it depleting me, right? Is this job energizing me or is it depleting me? And it doesn't mean that you have to like pack up and (laughs) leave the thing altogether, right? It's just, okay, what do I need to do to adjust and adapt to either this job or having a conversation that needs to be had? right? I think at this time on the planet right now, especially really doing an audit as often as possible on energization or depletion in all areas of your life is so crucial. It's so paramount. We just really don't have, I think, the extra energy to be giving to things that are disempowering and depleting, in my opinion. So I think it's important to do a little audit. Now, actually, it's a very, very good time to do this at the time that I'm recording this, we are about to enter into a pretty powerful eclipse vortex. And as you all probably know, I've had all kinds of astrologers and people who speak cosmological languages on the show before. So I'm really into that for a lot of different reasons. But the one that I want to talk about today is I think moving forward on the planet, being able to have a basic understanding of 
the universe and the planets and planetary movements and eclipses and solstices and equinoxes and really these like energetic power days and these kind of like power portals is so crucial, is so key. And it's not like to put any kind of pressure on yourself of like, oh no, I missed the power day or I didn't do anything that I need to do on the power day. It's not about that. It's just knowing that there are these windows of opportunity, of energetic opportunity that we can really work with and use these days and these times to our advantage. So for example, we're May 17th. We've got a beautiful little eclipse season coming up. We've got a lunar eclipse on May 26th. We've got a solar eclipse on June 10th. And I'm not going to pretend that I know everything about this, but what I do know and understand about eclipse seasons, and I have known this to be true over and over again in my life, is that, and this actually is going to lead in perfectly to what I want to talk to you about today, but they really do and can represent periods of abrupt and sudden change and transformation. You know when you like put someone's voice on like two times speed and they're talking like really fast like this? I always think that that's kind of also what eclipse season does. It really is kind of like an accelerator. It's like boring gasoline on a fire kind of thing. And that can be, you know, I think a lot of people fear eclipse seasons because the first thing that people think when they hear sudden and abrupt change is not necessarily like amazing. (laughs) You know, I think we fear the unknown so much as a human race and the fact that there could be something sudden and abrupt that is unknown coming our way. I think a lot of people get really freaked out by that, but it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be like we're scared of eclipse seasons or we're biting our nails and looking around corners to see what's going to hit us. And I think that a really beautiful thing to do around this time in an eclipse season, in my opinion, and something that I do often is kind of just like doing an audit on your life and seeing if there's any areas that are due for a refresh, right? And that are due for a change and have needed a change for quite a long time right? So it's a good time for you to just go through this on your own. Look at your business. Is there any changes that need to be made? Look at your career. Is there a conversation that needs to be had that I haven't been having? Have I been wanting to quit this job for years now and I haven't done it yet, right? Because if we can kind of get ahead of some of this eclipse energy and do a little audit and just take stock of our life and, you know, where we've been sweeping things under the rug, the eclipse season will really kind of come in and like pull the rug up all together and and really show you kind of what you've been trying to hide from. And so it really requires a lot of honesty, which is kind of what we're going to be talking about today. But really, I think that, you know, if you're curious about learning the language of the cosmos, there's hundreds of thousands of resources and teachers and astrologers and workshops and things that you can take and learn. And it's really an everlasting learning journey. So, you know, dip your toes in, see what you think, see what you can find, see what you discover, and really wishing you a beautiful eclipse season. I hope that it can really activate change in all of the ways that it needs to for you. And if there are sudden or abrupt changes or transformations, welcome or unwelcome, I hope that ultimately they are serving your highest good and the highest good of everyone around you. So many eclipse blessings to all of you personally. I love eclipse season. They're so powerful. It always just feels so electric around eclipse seasons 
which also brings me to the fact that, you know, we're always feeling energy of all kinds. We're feeling energy of the people around us, our environments. We're feeling psychic energy. We're feeling energy of a higher power trying to communicate with us. But we're also really feeling the electricity of the movements of the planets and the moon and the sun and solar flares and all this kind of stuff. Like there's just so much going on in the cosmos, in the universe that affects us as human beings. Because, you know, as my past guest and friend Shannon Hugman had said before, we are all made of stardust. So it's no surprise that things that happen in the stars really affect us. So don't be surprised by that. And this also brings me to, you know, I was just reading this post right now on the Schumann Resonance, which is a very interesting, I've actually been following the and kind of interested in the Schumann Resonance for a couple of years and sort of tracking it periodically here and there. And essentially, you know, the Schumann Resonance is essentially the measurement of the electromagnetic field of planet Earth. I heard someone describe the Schumann Resonance as the Earth's heartbeat, which I thought was really cool. And so we can see there's actually, you know, you can just Google Schumann Resonance and it'll show you how it's being measured and where it's spiking and when it kind of correlates, you know, the day and then how high the Schumann Resonance is on a given day. And when the Schumann Resonance spikes, and it's spiking a lot right now because we are in this kind of pre-eclipse vortex window, you know, you can have a myriad of different physical reactions in the body. So exhaustion, anxiety, headaches, you know, fatigue, heart palpitations, like it doesn't sound totally wonderful, but it's also just keeping in mind that you are really an energetic being that's a part, an important part of planet Earth and planet Earth's energy field. And so you know, what can I do to contribute to this energy? So, you know, it's like when the Schumann resonance is spiking, I always find it's a great, definitely like it's a great idea to take extra kind of physical care of yourself, taking extra rest if you need it, lots of water, you know, salt baths, getting outside, all that kind of classic stuff that, you know, people tell you to do. But I also find that it's a really beautiful chance to, I mean, do a couple of things. Number one, meditate in whatever way that looks like for you on the days when the Schumann resonance is high and it's spiking, you know, just tuning into yourself and your own kind of higher guidance team and seeing what needs to be said for you. But I also find that it's a very beautiful time to tune into the consciousness of Mother Earth and what she needs and kind of her energy because, you know, Gaia, Mother Earth is an energy. She's a soul. She's a living being, a living entity. And so the Schumann resonance spike days are also a beautiful day just to tune into the energy of Mother Earth of Gaia, however you do that, whether that's getting outside and getting on the earth, whatever that looks like for you. So, you know, we're in some powerful, powerful times right now for the next little while. These eclipses are in Gemini and Sagittarius. You know, if you're a Gemini or if you're a Sagittarius, your sun sign, moon sign, rising sign, or if you have any planets in either of these signs, it's going to be especially powerful for you. I'm getting hit. Like I've got a lot of planets in <laughs> Sagittarius. Got my sun in Sag, moon in Gemini, Jupiter in Sag. You know, I've got, I've got lots of that happening. So I am feeling it, my friends. I'm with you. And uh, just, you know, I'm doing all of the things that I'm suggesting for you to do. So I'm walking my walk and talking my talk. So anyways, I hope you have a beautiful eclipse season. Please take care of yourselves. And with all that being said, let's get into the topic I wanted to bring up with you and to you today. 
All right, everybody. So let's get into today's episode. So today's episode is kind of sparked by just some observations I have been having. Um, You know, I work with a lot of people from all across the planet. I have a membership. I have just countless connections every single day. And so I'm an observer. You know, I like to pay attention to what people are saying, what's happening for people, what they're experiencing, what they're struggling with, and so on and so forth. I'm really committed in so many ways. You know, I think that this is important to mention that I'm committed to development of psychic capacity, but I'm also just interested in development as human beings and as souls. I think that these two things really go hand in hand, but you know, it's not just all about psychic development for me. And and, and I'll talk more about how this is actually such an important pillar to really deepening your psychic connection and your perception and your awareness. So I've been noticing, you know, a lot, and I'm going to actually open this up with the story around a couple of years ago, there was somebody who was interested in a consultation with me. And at the time, I was still taking little 15-minute kind of consultations to chat more about my work and things like that. Not doing those anymore necessarily, but at the time I was. And so I got on the phone with this woman and, you know, we were just kind of chatting and, and you know, figuring out how she came to my work and came to work with me. And, and this was actually really just a chance for me to explain a bit more about how I work and what I do. And so we're talking and she goes, okay, okay, this is all great and fine. But, you know, I, I want to make sure that we're a right fit. So I want you to tell me some things about myself. And, you know, I just kind of laughed and smiled. And, you know, it, she was kind of fishing for a, a free reading at that time. So I kind of shut that down. But, you know, it really, it's been something I've been thinking about ever since of this concept of having somebody outside of you tell you who you are, right? And there are so many different ways that this happens in society. I mean, my goodness, the options are endless of different ways that other people can tell you who you are, what you're good at, what your value is, what you are worth, and so on and so forth. And, you know, your quirks and your talents and your downfalls and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it is endless. It's endless, right? And so it's something I've been thinking about ever since is is that, you know, really widely as I think this is getting better, I think there is this movement of self-awareness. And, you know, we are moving hopefully towards being a society where we have more awakened and embodied and self-aware human beings. Because I really think the more self-aware we are, the more embodied we are, the more we know ourselves, the more psychic potential we have and psychic capacity we have. I mean, these two things go so hand in hand. And so, you know, it's something I've been thinking about a lot. And so what I want to open up to you just as we start to get into this topic of how many times in how many different ways have you been told by someone or something outside of you who you are, right? It's such a tricky, slippery question. Who are you? I was on a podcast interview the other day and the person asked, you know, kind of some form of that question, like, who are you? Like, what are you all about? Then I kind of gave my answer and, you know, was sort of like, what does that make sense? And he was like, well, yeah, you know, I had to change the format of the question because I would ask all these like spiritual people, who are you? And they would be like, well, I'm just a soul in a body on a planet, you know, which is true. That's actually very true. You know, 
it's like we go through these cycles in life of being identified to different things or identified to different aspects of ourselves and then they change, right? We get sick and then we get better, but we're still identifying as being sick, right? Or we go through a trauma, but then we heal from it, but we still identify with that trauma, right? And you know, you're going to do you in your human experience. But what I want to talk about today is are the ways that we used to identify of who I am or I'm telling myself that I'm this because, you know, it's just who I've always been. Is that limiting you? Are you getting hung up in kind of the minute details of who you are, who you've been told to be, who other people have been telling you you are or who you've been telling yourself who you are, right? So I think it's really such an important topic because we're very widely, and I'm seeing this more often than not lately, is that there's a bunch of people running around with no idea who they are, no sense of discernment, and they're being really, they're very susceptible to conditioning and programming and brainwashing and other people's perspectives and opinions. And it's very easy when you're in that state to be discombobulated, ungrounded, and confused. So I wanted to go through kind of like a list of hot points of things that you can start doing or stop doing to come into deeper self-knowledge and just this deep, deep sense of self-awareness because we need, especially now on this planet, we need deeply self-aware people who understand themselves and they understand every aspect of their psyche, of their spiritual connection. They can know when they've become clouded and they know what to do to return to center, right? This is crucial. It's absolutely crucial. Just going to interrupt this episode really quickly to let you know that on Wednesday, June 9th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, I am hosting an online spirit baby healing event called Superconscious Conception or Superconscious Womb Space, whichever you prefer. This is going to be an amazing chance for you to deepen your connection to the souls of the children that you are hoping to call onto this planet and into your families to heal any past pains, hurts, traumas from any past experiences that you've had with conception, miscarriage, or otherwise. It's a beautiful womb healing opportunity to really connect to the group energy of other people who are also bringing children onto the planet at this time. A big thing that spirit babies have been telling me in readings is that they're looking for community. They're looking for unity, not just within their families, but with their peers, with other families, with other like-minded individuals. So we're going to make that happen for them on June 9th. So the link for tickets is in the show notes. I would love to see you there. I am so excited to lead this healing event. I already have about 25% tickets sold, so there's still lots of time to get a ticket for this event, and I would be so happy to be there with you. So hope to see you on June 9th. So we're going to go through a short list (laughs) of ways and things that you can start doing or stop doing to know yourself and, you know, 
however that looks like for you. So let's do it. In my experience, one of the biggest ways that people kind of stray from being in deep honesty with themselves and who they are is that they lie to themselves. You know, I think it's it's interesting. I think we can all agree that being a liar is one of the, or, or you know, or skirting the truth or, you know, changing the truth and things like that is one of the, the you know, it's not a high quality of something that we hope to experience in our human world, in our interactions with people and with the world. And, you know, the reality is, is that we are being lied to all the time. But that's another story for another day. We're being lied to all the time. The media or other people who are selling things in a certain way for, you know, a hidden agenda and blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's so much to it. But what we don't examine hardly ever is where and when and how often we lie to ourselves. Because something that I have seen and experienced over the years of working with people is that most people, not all people, But most people are lying to themselves constantly constantly they are lying to themselves. And what I mean by this is telling themselves and convincing themselves into doing something that they don't want to do, pretending to be a certain way with their personality that they actually just are not. That's just not something that they want to embody or will ever embody, right? So I want you to think about when I say, where are you lying to yourself? What comes up for you? Because there's so many different ways that you could potentially lie to yourself in this human experience? What are you pretending to like that you really do not, right? Where are you smiling and nodding along and just it's easier for you to accept what you're telling yourself or what you're being told rather than kind of going, wait, 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 no, 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 hold on a second, right? I think that self-honesty and self-awareness, and if we can really just get real with ourselves without any shame or guilt or like, oh my God, I'm doing this thing or I've been doing this thing and I've been doing it for so long and I've wasted so much time doing this thing and why am I like this and blah, blah, blah. Listen, that's a waste of energy. We have such limited time here in this body, in this, on this planet, on planet Earth, in some ways. In other ways, we have so much time. But for just for this specific example, in this body, in this kind of particular incarnation, life goes by in a blink of an eye, right? 80 years, 70 years, 60 years, 100 years, blink of an eye. And so where are we wasting energy and time by lying to ourselves or getting caught up in, you know, our kind of neurotic things that were our hangups or things that, you know, right? It's how can I become a more optimized human being by just getting honest with myself about some of the things that I'm doing or saying or things that I've told myself I was going to stop doing, but I keep doing it anyway, right? You know, you have to know your own blind spots. And this is something I'm so big on is that, listen, we all have blind spots. We all have a shadow self, if you want to even call it that. We can talk more about that. But, you know, I always say to people, somebody can't tell me something about myself 
yourself. Somebody couldn't, for the most part, maybe there's like 2%. For the most part, somebody couldn't come up to me right now and tell me something about myself, good or bad, that I didn't already have complete understanding and acceptance of. And I want to let that sink in because that's what's possible for everyone. If you already feel like you're there, amazing, amazing, because it is the most optimized kind of expression of the human experience that you could ever have is that if somebody came up to you and they started rattling off a bunch of things about yourself that they thought you didn't know, but actually you already knew them and completely understood them and accepted them, we would have a much different planet. And I think that it's also important that we have an understanding of acceptance of not just like the beautiful, wonderful things about us, because let's be real, like we are amazing. We're incredible. Human beings are fantastic. There's so many beautiful people in this world. And if you're listening to this, you are one of them. But also we're not perfect and we didn't come to be the, the perfect humans. We didn't come to be the perfect souls. We're going to mess up. We're going to slip. We're going to lose our temper. We're going to act out of integrity, right? But the key is to know where your kind of lower octave tendencies, right? Whether that's a way of thinking, a way of interacting, a way of engaging, right? You have to know this about yourself. So it's good to always be checking yourself and kind of going, am I I'm missing anything and not just missing anything in your external reality, but am I missing anything in your internal reality? Because, you know, there's there's so many people who think that they've got everything figured out and they know who they are and, you know, they can never be wrong and all this stuff. And honestly, that is the poison of our planet. That is the poison of our world. The people who are so self-righteous that they think that they can never be wrong or mess up or say something the wrong way or be harmful or hurtful to somebody or, you know, that maybe they perceive something wrong and they messed up and they have to go back and say, actually, I perceived this wrong. The people who aren't able to do that, I mean, it's it's a, it's a sickness. It's a poison, right? So we want to be the most empowered, aware, self-honest human beings that we can be. And I promise you that when we start doing this individually and collectively, that we're going to have a much more beautiful and much more conscious and aware and loving planet than we ever have before, right? So it's important work. Self-awareness is important work. And it also ties in to your psychic development, right? If you're not being honest with yourself about where you're blocking your own psychic connection, right? Like if you know that, okay, well, I'm actually, it's not that my guides aren't talking to me. It's that I'm not creating the space for them to be in communion with me, right? It's very easy to, you know, blame the higher power. Well, they're not trying hard enough or they're not sending me enough signs or they're not being as supportive for me as I need them to be, right? Well, where are you actually preventing that connection from being made fully and completely? Do you have hidden expectations that are preventing this connection from being made fully and completely, right? So, you know, it's like... (laughs) (laughs) What is those like memes that say like you are the cause of all of your own problems? And I think that that can like be really triggering for some people because they're like, no, I'm not. You know, I'm I can blame this person or that person or this happened to me in childhood or, you know, this is this is why this went wrong. But it's also like to a certain extent, I think it's really beautiful if we can all come to the place where it's like, yeah, I could use all of these excuses about why I am the way that I am or this is what this person did and this is why I'm this way or, you know, all this stuff. But is that really giving you? 
energy? Like, do you really feel energized by those stories? And so I think it's, and then it's like, if you don't feel energized by those stories that you're telling yourself about yourself anymore, where do you need to do an audit to get rid of some of them? And I promise you, once you start doing that, you will feel more open and more complete and more connected to not only yourself and your sovereignty and your sense of self-empowerment, but also to a higher power and your guides and to your ancestors and to different dimensions and beings and whatever else you're hoping to be connected to when you become more honest with yourself, when you become more self-aware, right? So this is huge. So yeah, basically my whole point of all of that is know your blind spots, you know, if doing the work of self-discovery on your own, hopefully go internal, meditate, right? Do audits frequently, check your own blind spots frequently, ask yourself all the time, is there anything that I'm missing? That's my favorite question to ask myself. And it's my favorite question to have other people ask themselves too. I also think it's really important to mention just kind of going along with everything that we said here is that when someone has an observation about you or there's some sort of external observation about you, really, you know, taking the time to weigh that and take that with a grain of salt, right? That's just a perception. That's somebody else's perception of you or something that you're doing or something that you're saying. And that perception could be very accurate and it could actually feel very true for you. And if it does, then fantastic. However, that perception could be kind of skewed through that person's lens. It could be biased. It could be a projection. It could be from some of their lack of self-awareness and they're projecting that lack of self-awareness onto you, right? So we just want to make sure that, you know, we're taking other people's projections and perceptions with a grain of salt and also making sure that we're not projecting and vomiting our own perceptions and projections onto other people. I think that this is how we can really become more conscious human beings and a more conscious planet in general. So that's key, weighing other people's observations of you with a grain of salt and seeing if it actually feels true. There have been sometimes people have said something, you know, to me, and it's not that I didn't recognize it of myself, but it's the way that they say it. And it's like, yeah, that resonates with me. That is, you know, that is correct. That is true, right? So that can happen. The other thing is self-discovery tools, okay? This is a big one. Human design, astrology, we have all of these wonderful languages of self-discovery and tools of self-awareness that are at our disposal in this time on the planet, in this Aquarian age, more than they ever have been, more than they ever have been, which is incredible. I mean, it's amazing. These things are at our fingertips. All we have to do is open an internet browser and type this in and, and you know, get the kind of report. But also knowing that... This is not an end-all. These, these systems, these tools of self-awareness are not end-all be-alls, right? If you have a planet in the eighth house and it's not an advantageous position, and th- you're not doomed, right? If you're a manifester but you want to be a projector, you're not doomed. We are everything. In reality, we are everything. And only using these tools of self-discovery if they feel empowering and if they feel true, right? We don't want to use these tools as a way to disempower us or make us feel like shit about ourselves or make us feel limited by our human experience or, well, I can't do this because I'm I'm a this or I'm a that or whatever. You know, again, you're just telling yourself stories based on these tools that are actually meant to be empowering. So you are turning it around and turning it into a disempowerment game. which is not what we want to be doing with these tools. That's not what they're meant for, right? They're meant for empowerment and having a different language of understanding, but again, not if it doesn't feel true. And lastly, really understanding 
your quote unquote shadow. I really don't like this word. I don't really like the shadow conversation because I think that people can get so caught up in like, well, this is a part of my shadow and like, I'm like this because of my shadow, this part, you know, it's just like, it becomes like a whole like crutch almost in a certain way, but just kind of, you know, understand where your perhaps more low octave frequencies might take you, right? Like if you know that you are a person who has, you know, become really confident over the years, but when you feel tired or you feel fatigued or you feel low energy, one of the first tracks or ways that you're going to go into is feeling insecure or feeling like you're doubting everything in your life, right? So you just have to know, like, when you're low on life force energy, again, especially in these times when we're in very intense energies from day to day, moment to moment, you have to know when you're feeling depleted, where are the lower octave tendencies perhaps trying to take you? Because then you can be aware of them and you're not going to get caught up in them and, and sidetracked by them, right? Like, if you know that, oh, when I haven't had a good sleep at night, you know, and I wake up the next day, then I'm like nitpicky at my partner. And that's just something that kind of starts to happen. And then how can I just be aware of that and perhaps bring some more consciousness to it and maybe then start to change that, right? It's like essentially we're kind of erasing some of these lower octave tracks in the sand and replacing them with new ones through our self-awareness and through our honesty and self-awareness and honesty without shame, right? It's not about I'm a bad person because I do this. It's not about, you know, I suck or why can't I just be like everybody else or like we, that that's a waste all of the, those, those thought forms just a waste of energy so understanding your shadow self whatever you want to call it without shame without guilt with just full acceptance and you can tell when somebody's talking about something about themselves that maybe they're like well I can be you know kind of uh like into I can be kind of vain I can be sort of narcissistic I can be whatever but they're aware of it right we have so many people walking around in these bodies going I'm not a narcissist I'm not a narcissist but you know they 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 have narcissistic tendencies or people saying I don't have an anger problem I don't have an anger problem but they so clearly have an anger problem right so don't be one of those people people who has no idea that they're doing something and everybody else around them is like, oh yeah, they have an anger problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you be the one who just understands the thing and knows the thing and, you know, may perhaps does some work on the thing? Perhaps not. Perhaps you're just aware of it enough that you don't actually have to like tirelessly work to eradicate this thing. You just know, okay, I know my triggers. I know where I'm, where I tend to get angry. I know where I tend to get upset you know, this kind of thing, right? I know personally, if I don't have eight hours of sleep, I'm a fucking asshole the next day to everybody around me. I am not fun to be around, right? I know that about myself. And so I'm aware of that. And I do everything in my power to get more than eight hours of sleep. And when I don't have eight hours of sleep, I make sure that if I, you know, get a little extra snappy with my husband, then I apologize in the next breath, right? Or I just say, thank you so much for your patience and understanding with me today. I didn't get the amount of sleep that I needed and I'm taking it out on you and that's not fair. And I apologize and I'll do better, right? That is the frequency of the self-aware, empowered human being, okay? So let's all put in some, you know, elbow grease, especially in these next few weeks, this powerful, potent time of really diving deep 
into self-honesty and self-awareness. And I'm really curious to see what you might find and you might be surprised what you find, right? But as long as you don't go into a rabbit hole of shame or a rabbit hole of, oh no, I've been doing this and everybody knows and not blah, 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 right? Waste of energy, onwards and upwards. Let's know ourselves now so that we can be better human beings and we can continue to serve this beautiful planet and the awakening that's happening on the planet right now and as we continue to move forward. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. The last thing that I want to say is when you start to become more aware of all of these things, when you become more honest, when you become more aware, I promise you without any shadow of a doubt that you will feel so much more connected to your psychic senses, to your intuition, to your spirit guides, to whatever you are yearning to be more connected to. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, because you're cleaning out your vessel, you're getting rid of all the garbage, you're getting rid of all the places that you're lying to yourself, and there's more room for the divine to communicate with you and through you. So try it. Let me know what you think. I'm curious to hear your thoughts and sending you so much love. Have a beautiful eclipse season, and we will talk soon.